Happy New Year! You're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with a brand new episode of Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about how the coronavirus pandemic may have changed Americans' attitudes about the poor, how you can relieve stress by learning something new, and a trick for setting goals to help you achieve what you want. Let's satisfy some curiosity. I feel like a lot of us are pretty happy to put 2020 behind us. When we think of that year, we'll probably always think of the coronavirus pandemic, which has probably changed us for decades to come. But not all of those changes are bad. So let's start the year with something to look forward to in 2021. A recent study says that the pandemic may have made Americans more sympathetic when it comes to the poor. Now, this hasn't been the case historically. The American dream is all about how success and prosperity are possible for all, as long as you work hard enough. So it makes sense that a lot of Americans believe the opposite is also true. As in, they think that if you don't have success and prosperity, it must be because you're lazy. One study found this attitude to be common in American participants as recently as 2019. The good news, though, is that the researchers behind that study did find that people cared more about inequality after spending just 10 minutes in a virtual simulation. And then along came COVID-19. Suddenly, it wasn't a simulation anymore. Millions of people were experiencing real hardship. And that team of researchers I mentioned wondered, how would Americans feel about poverty now? So in May, the scientists reached back out to about half the people they had surveyed a year prior. Just like in the last survey, the participants rated how much they thought different factors contributed to poverty and whether they supported government intervention to help the poor. This time, though, they also rated how badly the pandemic was impacting them and the people around them. And in this survey, there was a shift. More people recognized that external factors like discrimination or bad luck were greater contributors to poverty than internal traits like laziness. That was one small step toward a kinder world, but there is still room to grow. That recognition didn't make a dent in people's political views. Only those who realized how bad COVID-19 was for poor people favored government help for them. The study doesn't answer whether that shift in attitudes translates to tangible action, but a different study from Indiana University found that 56% of U.S. households volunteered or donated to charity in the early months of the pandemic. Another organization that tracks charitable giving reported a 13% increase in first-time donors in the first half of the year alone. We can't know what changes will last once the pandemic officially ends, but we can hope that we'll come out of it with a little more empathy for our neighbors. When the pressure builds at work, how do you cope? Are you the type to just push through and tough it out? Or do you take a break to ease your stress and recharge your mind? Well, there might be a better third option to relieve stress. Try taking a learning break. I don't have to tell you that stress is a bad thing. Studies show that stressed workers are more likely to engage in unethical behavior, lose engagement in their work, and experience burnout. In an article for Harvard Business Review, researchers Chen Zhang, Christopher G. Myers, and David M. Meyer write that people generally cope with stress in one of two ways. 
They either power through and wear their stress like a badge of honor, or they take a break by surfing the web, going on a walk, or doing some other unrelated task. But both of those strategies have their pitfalls. Powering through can lead to lower quality work, and taking a break is just a temporary reprieve. The stress will still be there when you get back. The researchers pose another solution. Focus on learning. For two studies, they looked into the work behavior and job stressors of more than 300 U.S. employees. For two weeks, they used daily surveys to track what employees did and how they felt throughout the day, including what they did to relax at work and how often they took time to learn something new. It turned out that there's a big difference between the stress-buffering effects of relaxation and those of learning new things. On days when employees took more time learning things, they experienced less stress and anxiety and engaged in less unethical behavior. On the other hand, taking a break to do something relaxing didn't make them any less stressed or less likely to cut corners on the job. Looks like we might have been going about stress relief all wrong. Of course, I'd be remiss if I didn't point out that you're technically engaging in a perfect learning break right now. Listening to your favorite podcast and learning about things that fascinate you is a surefire way to ease pressure at the office. So you're already ahead of the game. We adapted this from a story that we wrote before we launched the podcast. So it's not completely shameless self-promotion, just mostly. (laughs) (laughs) What I'm about to say may shock you. Eating healthier is a very bad goal. I mean, conceptually, it's great, don't get me wrong, but the words you use to structure goals are just as important as the goals themselves. So for a real shot at actually attaining a goal, you have to make it SMART, as in the acronym SMART, S-M-A-R-T. SMART stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Results-Focused, and Time-Bound. If your goal can check all of those boxes, That means you've set clear expectations that will be a lot easier for you to work toward and eventually attain. So let's break down the parts of that term a little further. S is for specific. Clearly define what you're going to do. If your goal is to start waking up earlier, define the exact time. If you can't define it, you sure can't achieve it. M is for measurable. It should be possible to have tangible proof that you've made progress toward your goal and that you've achieved it when that day comes. Be a better friend isn't measurable, but call a friend every weekend is. A is for achievable. Although your goal should challenge you, it shouldn't be beyond the scope of imagination. Writing a best-selling memoir might be above your current capabilities, but filling a page in your journal every day might be more realistic. R is for relevant. Not all goals are worthwhile. Beating the final level on your favorite video game is specific and measurable and achievable, but its importance in the grand scheme of things is questionable. Unless we're talking about Hades, but that's a different story. Your goal should support and be supported by the other things you want out of life. And T is for time-bound. Your goal should be linked to a time frame that creates some urgency. There's a reason many people do their taxes by April without a problem but struggle to save money for the future. One has a deadline, the other doesn't. If you want to lose five pounds, do you want to drop it by the end of the month? The end of next year? I mean, time frame affects the entire approach to achieving a goal. 
New Year's resolutions are one thing, but knowing how to set smart goals is a versatile skill you can use year-round. Good luck. Before we recap what we learned today, I wanted to make a quick note that we still plan on answering listener questions every Friday. We just took a break this week to give you some special stories for New Year's Day. If you are curious about something, you can always email your question to curiosity at discovery.com or leave us a voicemail at 312-596-5208. And now, here's a sneak peek at what you'll hear next week on Curiosity Daily. Next week, you'll learn about how your brain treats beautiful faces differently from beautiful objects, how scientists just measured the shortest amount of time ever, whether flies experience time more slowly than we do, how you can declutter your life with something called Swedish death cleaning, and more. Okay, so now let's recap what we learned today. Starting with the fact that the coronavirus pandemic may have actually shifted Americans' attitudes about poverty, since so many people were impacted by factors that were completely out of their control. So they kind of had personal experience either with themselves or seeing a friend or loved one that was really close to them go through something really hard. I think that's great. Yeah, I mean, you can't really call a theater actor lazy if every theater is closed, right? Right. We also learned that one way to relieve stress is to take a learning break. It might even help more than just taking a walk or doing something relaxing. So give it a shot. I remember I was very energized to curiosity back when I was obsessed with cryptocurrency. You remember that phase? Oh, yeah, I remember that phase. Is that phase done now? <laughs> oh, I've got some, you know, hanging out in my wallets. But uh... I find this story about learning breaks really interesting because learning stuff is my whole job. How do I take a break from learning stuff to learn stuff? I don't know. But it does keep me energized, so I guess that's fine. There you go. And we learned that you can set better goals using the SMART method. As in, make sure your goals are specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. The more details you can give to what and when you're trying to accomplish something, the better. And remember what our guest BJ Fogg said last summer. Those goals don't have to be big. They could be so tiny as long as they're measurable and relevant and time bound. I mean, they're definitely achievable, right? If they're tiny, if you just say, I'm going to open a book every day instead of I'm going to read a chapter, it gives you that little burst of success and makes you a lot more motivated to keep going. We will include links to our interview with Dr. BJ Fogg in today's show notes. Today's stories were written by Steffi Drucker, Ashley Hammer, and Joni Folletto, and edited by Ashley Hammer, who's the managing editor for Curiosity Daily. Script writing was by Cody Goff and Sonia Hodgen. Today's episode was produced and edited by Cody Goff. Have a great weekend, and join us again Monday to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious.